Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you really understand what's going on in your relationship and to help you make moves to get out of that relationship safely and to help get you on the road to healing and making sure you never end up in these situations again. Today, I'm going to talk to you about stonewalling. It's something that's been on my list for a while. It's something that um, is very common and very normalized in our society. It's something that I very much hate and probably not going to like this episode very much because it's something that I experienced a lot. It's a very ugly thing. It's a horrible thing to do to somebody. It's a terrible, terrible tool, but it works very well. Okay. Before we begin, I will go into struggles and successes. Goodness me. Um, I just filmed an episode right before this one, so I'm going to struggle. Um, the struggle is that I still just feel like I have, if you don't know, I have, I'm diagnosed with ADHD and also PTSD. And I still just feel like my life is like, I'm running on a, I know, I guess we call it like the rat race and I'm running on this, like, like a hamster wheel and I'm just going and going and going. And I don't have a lot of control over much that's going on in my life. And I'm just, it's like, okay, now we have this. Okay. Now we have that. And if you don't know, I, again, I'm a sign language interpreter. That's my actual career that I have. And I do work there several days a week. I homeschool my son, especially in the mornings. Cause I work nights. Um, I take him to a homeschool program. We do like community classes and I try and trying to make new friends and doing all this stuff and planning trips and making content. And I just feel like I'm constantly like, I just would really like to get my brain under control and have like an understanding of what's going on in my life and have it make a little more sense. And if you have ADHD or CPTSD or just mom brain, or you're just running in the rat race with me, then you totally understand what I'm talking about. And it's a huge struggle. And I know it's very hard to get a grip on it. Success though, is that, you know, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting to where I want to be little by little. I'm checking more things off, um, the checklist of goals that I had for this year and stuff like that. So, you know, every win is a win, whether it's big or little. So we're just going to keep moving forward. All right. Let's talk about stonewalling. I don't want to, but it is what it is. This was, unfortunately, this was one of my abusers, like main, I mean, like what they had a lot of main tactics as many abusers do, but this is a big one. This is, it's, it's so frustrating and I can't, I don't have anyone in my life who does this now, but if you do this to me even one time you're out because it's an absolute no for me. It's such a horrible way to be treated. And it's so, <clears throat> the thing is that it's so childish and it happens a lot, not just with abusive people, not just with narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths. It's just, it's emotional immaturity as well. So you might have a partner who does this, who maybe isn't abusive, outright abusive and doing all of these abuse tactics over and over. And you're in this cycle of abuse and there's a power and control struggle and all that stuff. But you have a partner who's kind of emotionally immature and they do this as well. So if this is you, feel free to listen and apply it to your relationship, knowing that your partner's not abusive, but could definitely use some um, growth and you know, some tools to be able to not do that anymore. 
one of the things that they can do is, of course, the silent treatment where, you know, you wake up in the morning and they're just kind of storming around the house and they're not saying anything to you. And they're pointedly, you know, they're angry with you. They haven't told you why. You're not really sure what's going on. It's just happening, right? They're just, and this can go on. This can go on for minutes, hours. It can go on for days. Sometimes you see this go on for days and days and days and you're just like, it's still going on. Okay. Um, you know, avoiding eye contact with you, basically acting like you don't exist, which is, again, it's no way to treat another person. Um, walking away or ending a conversation abruptly. Um, this is one of the things that makes me the most angry. And I'm saying this on here publicly, and this is one of the reasons why I will not ever, I don't date. I stay single. I'm a good like year and a half of into being single. Uh, but this is another reason why I will not date anyone who finds me from social media or from the podcast or something, because I give you this information. Um, obviously at this point I will catch you immediately and get rid of you because I am, I cannot unsee red flags and abuse and information after everything that I've learned over the past little while here. But yeah, this is a big no for me walking, like storming out of a conversation or, you know, if you're on the phone, hanging up on you hanging up on you. Um, this is so annoying. And some people are like, I just was so upset that I couldn't stay on. That's emotional immaturity, right? Like we can end conversations in a better way. And I know it's really hard because when both people have poor communication skills, it feels like the person who's trying to end is being manipulative. And the one who's trying to keep you in is being manipulative. And you're just both like, you're being manipulative. No, you are. And it's a horrible little, like whatever, some, some growth could be had in that situation. Right. But a stonewalling person is going to hang up on you. They're going to walk away storm down the hallway, go into a room, slam the door. Um, they're gonna be done with you. I have countless screenshots in my phone of, you know, I would say something they didn't like and I'm done. I gotta go. Bye. I'm busy. Just abruptly. I'm done. I'm over this. I can't talk right now. It's, it's so abrupt. It's so obvious. It's not like, Hmm. I feel like I'm really uncomfortable with this conversation. I think I need to like pull pull back here. You know, hey, can we talk about this later? Um, or like, I'm really struggling. I'm starting to get triggered. Uh, I think maybe I'm not understanding this right now. And I know you've tried to say it a couple of ways. I'm still getting really triggered. Would you mind if we talk about this in person? Or I had a really bad day at work and I just do not have the emotional capacity for this right now. I love you. Please, can we talk about this later? Um, and then actually talking about it later and not being an a-hole and stonewalling for the next three days, right? Or just ignoring it and pretending like the conversation never happened. It is again, abrupt. Um, it can be a sudden steering away from the conversation. So something comes up, they're asking about the relationship, you say something that bothers you and all of a sudden they're like, well, I have this, you know, whatever. And they're talking about something else and you're meant to just drop it. It is something completely unrelated, right? Um, that can also be another kind of tactic, but I would argue that that can be stonewalling as well. Um, ignoring you, pretending they don't hear you. Um, again, avoiding conversations. Um, um, acting, acting busy, acting like, you know, this, I guess the same as ignoring you, but like you come in, you try to talk to them and they're doing the dishes and they're acting like they can't hear you, but they're also not communicating anything. They're not like, Hey, can I finish these dishes before we have this conversation? 
they're just acting like they're, you're not there. You're not a person. You're not, you're not a person. One thing that my abuser would do a lot would be like, we would be talking. And this, this is the other thing that would drive you absolutely crazy. You're talking again. You say something they don't like be true. You're telling the truth. You're talking about your feelings, but they don't like it. They don't want to deal with it. So they open the book. They would open the book and they would just stop talking. And I remember just sitting there being like, this is happening. They're just going to sit there and read. And they're going to act like we're not in this argument or whatever's happening. And then close the book and start talking because they're controlling the conversation. And that's the whole point of stonewalling is that they are controlling you. They're controlling the flow of information. They're controlling what you're able to express and not express. And they want to make sure that they get to say what they want to say. So you're talking. Well, I, and then you say something again, they don't like back to the book. They're not really reading. They're just trying to come up with another tactic or whatever the heck. I don't know. I don't have that brain. So I don't know what happens when they're pretending to read. Very common stonewalling tactic. Um, yeah. Refusing to answer questions, like just straight up, um, straight up, just like, you know, you're asking questions and they're just like, you know, I'm not going to answer that, or I don't have to answer that, or I don't, it's again, shutting down the communication. It's shutting down your ability to express yourself. Um, deflection and placing blame. So blame shift, blame shifting. Um, so again, you come in and you say, um, I noticed that, you know, we talked about this thing last week and, you know, we said that, you know, this wasn't going to happen anymore in our relationship. And I noticed that this is still happening. Do you want to, and all of a sudden they're like, well, I wouldn't have to do it if you would do this and you kept doing this. So I'm doing this. And if you would, if you would, if you would, or you did this or you did that, or six months ago, this happened and I can't get over it. And so I'm still going to, and they're just pushing it back on you. That is also stonewalling. So there's like really obvious stonewalling where they're, marching away from you. They're slamming the door. Maybe they're leaving you somewhere. Maybe you're out for drinks and they straight up get in the car and leave without saying anything. They just get up and go. Um, again, they're hanging up on you. They're texting you. I'm done. Or even saying things like I'm fine. You know, like, Hey, what's going on? I noticed I'm fine. Shutting it down, shutting it down. And so those are the more obvious ones. But again, stonewalling can also just be, you know, maybe they're still talking, they're still engaging, but they're, <laughs> There's a wall here and you're not getting past it. It's literally a stone wall. So maybe they're still engaging. They're still talking, but whatever the thing is that you're talking about, it's getting deflected. It's not getting past them. The guard is up so high. And again, the reason I'm saying guard is because it can be just simply emotional immaturity, lack of ability to communicate well. And it can be a really, you know, it can be a technique of a person who is avoidant. Um, which I have an episode, a couple, a couple episodes back about, you know, what is avoidant, um, attachment versus abuse. And so an avoidant person can also stonewall a heck of a lot because they're just in there and they're just scared. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I think they don't like me anymore. I think they're upset with me. I think I did something wrong. I'm just going to shut down because it's easier. Yes, that can happen. Um, but again, with abuse, you're going to see it over and over and over again. You're going to see absolutely no actual, repair to the rupture in the relationship. There's no attunement. There is no reconnecting after these things are happening. It's just like, I cannot remember a time where stonewalling would happen in a conversation. And maybe a little bit later they would come in and say, I'm sorry, I got so triggered. I shut down. I couldn't handle what you're saying to me. 
I know that these are your feelings, even though I don't like them, they make me uncomfortable, but I want to work with you here. Like, what do we do from here? What's going on here? Um, it's always going to be ended on their time. I don't like to use words always and never. I don't like to use that because it can be dangerous. Um, but for the, let's just say for the most part, it's going to be on their time. They're controlling the flow of the conversation. They are ensuring that this act, this, the actual communication about the actual problem does not happen, right? They're derailing you from your train of thought. They're derailing you from the problem at hand, and they're going to come back and talk to you when it's about something completely different. Again, I don't scroll through the messages with my abuser. They're still there. Um, but it's, you know, if I were to go back, it would be a lot of me. Oh my gosh, this is going on. I'm, I'm not happy. I don't like this silence or I'm done. I don't have time for this. I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. And then later, Hey, do you want to take Pip for a walk? Like, this is not them reaching out for, or, you know, what time are, are you picking up the kid today? Or, Oh, I made popcorn. Do you want some? Like, it's not them reaching out for reconnection. It's literally just them being like, and if I talk about this, they'll respond to this. And this ensures that they won't talk about that anymore. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about something completely random. Or like my mom called me today and you're like, okay. And you are literally expected to just let go of whatever the conversation was. So that is a lot of information about stonewalling. Like I said, it's a very yucky thing. It's very frustrating. And one of my biggest, like, like issues growing up, you know, like one of my biggest like childhood traumas was not being heard and understood. And so stonewalling is a horrible thing for a child, an adult child, a person who grew up not being heard, a person who grew up feeling like their, their voice didn't matter. And so stonewalling, and of course, you know, having someone talk over you and controlling the conversation and doing all that stuff can really mess with you. And I'm grabbing my throat right now if you're on the podcast, because whenever I feel like someone doesn't hear me, my throat gets really tight. I feel like there's just a massive ball in my throat. Even thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Um, because it's such a helpless feeling to have feelings that matter and to want to be able to communicate them and then to be living with someone. And again, it doesn't have to be a partner. It can be a parent. It can be a sibling. It's a roommate. Maybe you have a coworker like this that every time you go and talk to them, they stonewall you or they're blame shifting or doing whatever other ugly emotional abuse tactic. And you're just like, mm, I want to curl up in a ball and cry because I feel like I did when I was five. And my mom told me that my, you know, whatever. I don't want to trigger anyone, but you can fill in the blank of whatever that was for you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up before I do. As I said, at the beginning of this podcast, uh, I am a certified trauma recovery coach. I offer 30 and 60 minute sessions as well as a six week recovery program. We can start when you're in the relationship. We can start when you're out of the relationship. I will tailor it to wherever you are in the process. We will figure out how to get you to that next level of healing that you need to get to. I also have an LGBTQ plus support group. That is one Saturday a month. If you go, if you're interested in joining the LGBTQ plus support group and you go on the website and you don't see any Saturdays, that's because we choose it like a week or two in advance. So just check back. If you follow me on social media, I will be sharing about that as well. So keep an eye out for that um, and sign up when you can. We would love to have you there. Um, I host with my friend Trey De La Torre. And the reason we created this group was because we wanted to have a tool a resource that we wished we had when we were coming out of our relationships as fairly newly out queer folks who had been abused in our first queer relationship. So that is always available if that's something that you might benefit from. Um, if you like this podcast, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify or wherever, 
um, or if you're watching this on YouTube, please rate, review, subscribe. I really want to get this into the ears of the people who need it the most and your interactions definitely make that happen. And I appreciate every single review, um, that I get. And that is all I have for you today. So please go take care of yourselves. Do something nice for yourself today and go drink some water.